if there's a patriarchy, it's it's only working out for the fucking wealthy because it's really not working out for everybody else. The rest well, we of know the that. men. We know that the patriarchy, as as a broad stroke for all yeah, men, are going to be. This is about that's wealth. bullshit. It's about wealth. Well, yeah, yeah. And, and, of and the thing is. about it is, I, it, it keeps coming back to the idea that, and this is what I've been convinced. And maybe this is my own confirmation bias, where it's just like it's leading me in a direction that I would agree with, which is none of our inequity in this country has to do with race or sex or class or, or race or sex or education or sexual preference or anything. It has almost everything to do. With wealth. I'm Don Hall. And I'm David Himmel. And this is the Literate Apecast. The Literate Apecast is not responsible for triggering your PTSD because we are warning you right now that we might. If coarse language or base stupidity from two white guys is not your jam, Look elsewhere for your workout podcast. I don't really know any other than the fact that I think they're all full of shit and probably white supremacists and, <laughs> you know, a bunch of fucking, you know, homophobes and, you know, neo-Nazis, yeah. which is kind of the, you know, that's kind of the the, the news cycle. That's what they say, men's right. So, that, oh, well, I don't really know anything. But I'm making all these judgments based on what I've heard other people say. I don't know a goddamn thing about these men's rights movements because it's just not something, you know, maybe they get into circles with, you know, they body paint, they bang on drums and cry. I don't fucking know right. <laughs> what the fuck these guys are. So I thought, all right, I'll watch a documentary. That's the easiest, as opposed to going and joining yeah. just to see. Yeah. Let me watch a documentary, right? So I, I download this. Well, I start watching it while I'm working out yesterday, um, and I realized, okay, this is not what I expected. Hmm. Um, first of all, it, the document, the woman, the first probably ten minutes of it is is the woman who made the documentary. She was sort of like a B Hollywood actress. Um, she's cute. She's blonde, um, young. She said basically, she's she says that she'd been she went out to L.A. when she was eighteen. She wanted to be a, a Hollywood actress. She did uh, a number of sort of movies where she was just sort of like the pretty girl that gets killed, yeah, because she had a good scream, and, uh-huh. you know. And then she and she was sexually harassed a number of times and propositioned a lot, and then you know were, was presented with opportunities where casting couch thing. And she just went, "I feel shitty. I hate this. Yeah, yeah. you know, I'm a feminist, and I don't that women shouldn't be treated this way. This is the worst thing." So she said, "Fuck this. I don't want to be an actress anymore." She bought a camera and said, "I'm going to make documentaries so I can tell my own story." So this is who this woman is. Okay. Well, she decides that she doesn't know, just like I did, she doesn't know anything about this men's rights movement thing. She's a feminist and she doesn't understand why you would think that men were victimized in any way and all this kind of stuff. So she starts yeah. researching researching rape culture and starts really talking to, not like the mouth-breathing fucking idiots that sometimes these things attract, yeah. But like the guys, like the, the like the the actual academics that started the movement and actually have, turns out like one of the guys that's like the main guy um, who wrote a book called The Myth of Ma- Male Power um, huh. was, well, he was, he was, he in the 60s, he worked with Gloria Steinem. He was one of the proponents of, and like architects of the ERA in the 70s, yeah. you know? I mean, so this guy was super like second wave feminist and now he started this basically this men's rights movement. Huh. And so she's it but what's like I said what's been very interesting is 
she she keeps doing cutaways because you gotta remember she was an actress so yeah she's gonna be sent to her and she does cutaways it's like she has these interviews and then she sits down in her hotel room and goes i don't know how i feel about this this is not what i expected and they're making more sense than i thought they would mm-hmm. then she talks that then she goes to like these noted feminists who basically what just dismiss it as all bullshit Right. And they don't really have a whole lot. It's like, you know, they make a lot of assumptions and then they turn around and make a lot of assumptions themselves, you know? Right. And it's like, and you could, so I don't know how much of this is, there's there's a sinking feeling that this is a woman that's always been sort of like a men's rights activist kind of person, doesn't like feminists, and now is making this movie as this character of a feminist being, having her mind changed. I can't decide. Interesting. But one of the things, okay. But one of the things that I've noticed is that you, and I've looked up some of the facts that they spit out. You know, they spit out a whole lot of fucking facts. Mm-hmm. And their facts check out. What are some of these facts? Four out of five suicides are men. So? Okay. 93% of uh, 93% of people incarcerated are men. So? 95, 95% of homicides like victims of yeah. homicide are men. And so? Now, so you say so, but yeah. the thing about it is the feminist, the whole concept, and I love the, the one this guy said is like, if there is, he's, he pretty much denies that there's anything such as such a thing as a patriarchy, but I loved his comment was, he says, if there is such a thing as a patriarchy, it's not really working out very well for us. Yeah, I, I mean, I have not seen this film. So yeah, so tell me, tell me, yeah. But my just, initial reaction, just based to this. on my bullshit that I'm throwing, I just thought that's pretty interesting yeah. perspective. I hadn't thought of that. Well, but. and and I, I'm now running really closely to being, you know, one of those the feminists that she interviews in the film. That is, well, they just make assumptions, and now I'm going to make assumptions. I'm you know? sure, yeah, but because I haven't, I haven't seen it, and I, I haven't read up on it. But so, if we're thinking about men's rights, uh, you know the, the no, no. I want you to back up. Don't talk about men's rights. Talk about that because see, this is the well, thing but that that's I'm what thinking it's about. about. Right? Think about that. Well, don't worry about that. Think about the facts. I mean, because so your reaction to and and this is what I think is very interesting. Your reaction to four out of five suicides are men, and your reaction was so. Yeah. Okay. So all right. So then let me put it this way. Um, how about uh, 0.02% of police shootings result in a black man dying. So that's not, you wouldn't do that. If I said the, the, the complete, this is three out of five women have been raped. So is that really how we respond? The reason I say or is so it just in the that- way we respond it to when it's men. No, and the that's reason- kind of the point of the men's rights movement is that right. when it comes to men, we do. Society says Doesn't so, matter. yeah, and that's that's an interesting thing because why do we do that if everybody else is so you know like all these statistics are are a big deal? Yeah, well, I'm I'm, I'm responding it to it that way, not because of what it is or what it means, but because of the of the. Uh, context that it's put in so we're talking about men's rights you're talking about this men's rights documentary yeah and i asked you for some of the facts and the facts Mm -hmm. you gave me were these facts and and this is this is sad and i looked them up they're true this isn't a spin those are hard numbers but what does that have to do with their rights how does how does men committing 
how does four to five men committing suicide impact what men have the right to do or what they have access to or not? Well, how does, how does, okay, I'll, I'll spin it. How does the fact that uh, three out of five women have been raped impact their policy decisions or their rights? Great question. I'm glad you asked. Because of the way that we approach rape, because of the way that we investigate rape, and we don't put as much importance on it, and that's problematic. So, so okay. So, I will say, flipping your analogy, uh-huh. that's kind of the point that these guys are trying to make is four out of five men, four out of five of all suicides happen to be men, and... Instead of saying, wow, that's a problem. But there, but there are plenty of we don't resources for suicide. There are plenty of- Well, there's plenty, well, there's plenty of, you know, I mean, it's, it, again, this, it's, such a, it's such an evasive answer because for you to say, well, four out of five men commit suicides, but there's so many ways to avoid that because society provides so many ways is no different, really, than me, and I'm, this is not something I agree with, but for me saying, oh, well, three out of five men, women are raped. There's so many ways to not get raped. Don't dress that way. Don't get drunk. It's exactly what you're saying to men. It's like, there's so many resources and they're committing suicide. They could do something about it, which is exactly the point. Really interesting. No, that's that's different because... It's not different. The preventing of rape is not about, and I know you said you don't agree with this. So you think the preventing of rape is 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 much more difficult or than the preventing of suicide. You think suicide and rape, like suicide's easy to dismiss, no, but rape no. isn't. Is that what you're no. saying? No, I'm not even really comparing the, the two. Well, I am comparing them, so you okay, got to deal okay, with the comparison. Fine. So what I think is that rape... When we look at rape, people will say, like, well, like, let's look at the recent things, like Brett Kavanaugh, right? Which wasn't, oh, hang sure. on, let me back up, wasn't rape. He did not technically rape He raped her, come anybody. on. Okay, fine. Yeah, he did. He raped her, come on. <laughs> Brett Kavanaugh, Brett he did Kavanaugh some really fucking inappropriate, raped look, her in I mean, the, the 80s. Way, but just, it doesn't matter what, we just whether it was rape or not, the sexual the assault, that, what, what, yeah, that fucked up shit assault. that he did, I firmly exactly. believe he did. Yeah, don't whitewash Brett Kavanaugh. He's a scumbag. The way, yeah, totally. Um, the way that it was so hard to make him, the way that people were so easily could defend him. Like, well, oh, that was just kids. Ah, he was drunk. You can brush that shit off so easily. And they do that because there is this, this whole I believe her thing, which overcorrected in a lot of ways, we know. You don't just believe everybody, you know, but... We don't believe women because it's like, well, come on. Like, were you talking to him in the bar? Were you wearing a short skirt? Which is total fucking bullshit. But we do that. We make that kind of excuse because we don't value women the same in the same way. Okay. Now, that's okay. I love that you use this again. And I'm not like, hey, I'm not, I'm not going to Brian Sweeney's fucking fantasy where I go out and join a men's rights. Right. Movement. I know. Okay. Right. That's not where I'm going. I'm just. Instead of easily dismissing what they have to say, I'm trying to listen and say, okay, how does this apply? And, and, and is there any basis other than just throwing out, they're racist, homophobe assholes, other than just throwing it out, like, let's look at what they're saying and see if any of it has any bearing. One of our, the things that talk, men, hold on. Yeah. You talk about value. Okay. Okay. And this is an interesting thing I hadn't even thought about. I really hadn't taken the time to think about it is... A plane goes down into the Hudson River. 
There's 270 people that need to be evacuated of the plane. Who do they evacuate? Women and children first. Not only that, I watched the Scully uh, like yeah. you know, like that's news report. Yeah. They even make a point to say women and children first. Okay, so that means in terms of how we value yeah. human beings, that men are expendable. Number two, yeah. before before the Korean War, women were not allowed to to serve in the armed part of the military. Right. Right. And even then, once we got to Korea, we got. I mean, literally, and they show these facts in this documentary is that. Like 99% of fatalities in wars, Korea, Vietnam, all the way up to the latest, whatever latest fucking war we've had, 99% of the fatalities in war are men. Okay? Mm -hmm. And what men get, while women get to live, is they get statues that say, look at how cool this guy was for fucking dying for his country. So when we talk about how we va- how society values women, why can't we have also the same conversation about how society values men? Right, and we should. And that's okay. Yes, so that's, and we should. Uh, this is one of the things that I just think. And like I said, I'm not like, hey, I'm going to go fucking right. beat my chest. No, you're, and you're just presenting the, f- but I, yeah, fucking dream. I just think it's really interesting. I never thought about it before. It, it is, and I've I've long had a an issue with the women and children first. Um, I double standard. I I don't know. Like, wh- well, I don't think it's a double standard. It's a societal expectation. One of the things I think is I'm, I, I'm, I got to let you talk, but it's just like it's just all this information. I love this idea that, and one of the guys says, and he's this is one of the like the the academics is that society has up to this point told women that they are objects of sex, and that men are objects of success. That women are judged whether or not they're attractive, they're thin, they're pretty, mm-hmm. they're, you know, they're, they, they, they know how to sort of placate men, this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Men are judged on their ability to work and earn and accomplish things. And if you are not one of those men, if you are not wealthy or a captain of industry right. or fucking got cut abs, you're not – you are of lower value. So – and again, I, I – you know, I've, I felt it. But I've never really thought about it because that's not how I judge success. But yeah. that's how society judges success. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like if if a man is short, if he doesn't have enough money, yeah, totally. I th- whoa. I think that. Um, the, so w- women are sex and men are success. I think it's it's even women are viewed as precious, and men are viewed as war machines. Yeah, and we can break you know war machines either literally on the battlefield, literally, or, or uh, metaphorically in the boardroom, you know, in the cannon in the fodder. Yeah, the reason that m- women weren't allowed to go to war then, or you know, fight on, in the armed service, in the armed part of the of the military, is because they're too precious. We can't lose them. The Society that, said that women are there to reproduce, and men are there to produce. The reason that women. And children got off the Titanic first is because women can take care of the children better than men can because they have the boobs oh, really? no, and their mother. Wait, wait a minute, no, back, back, see, exactly. Back That's, that up is is can women? I mean, and, and I think probably there is a case to be made psychologically that women are probably better nurturers and caregivers. I don't for even children. know. I would say, I mean, but having I don't know lived with it, I think it's more yeah. of a biological thing. 
in ways. Yeah, and that exactly. said, you're, you're, yeah. I'm totally capable of taking care of my kid, but there is a biological connection that Katie and Harry have that I cannot ever invade. All right, until, so let me throw something. Y- yeah. You've got a baby. You, you know, all right. So let me oh, just no, he's throw, a big gonna, boy now. Yeah, all right. Whatever. I'm going to throw yeah. some, because again, I, I watched <laughs> a little. Why did I say that? I'm not watching this whole documentary because I can only take it in chunks because it's just a Is lot it a serialized? No, it's just a like a two-hour documentary. Okay. It's just that I, I work out and I watch it until my brain is full of like, okay, I can't decide. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think is most interesting about this documentary is that this woman is kind of going, I don't know. And I, I'm i trying to figure this out. And as I'm watching it, I'm doing exactly the same thing. It's like, yeah. I don't know. You know, part of me is like, am I, is this like, is this the same as like watching uh, American History X and kind of going, maybe he has a point. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't right. know. You know, it's like, mm, there's a line here. But yeah. let me give you some examples. You're a parent. You have a child. I do. All right. Um, so they showed a, a, a you know, just that they're I talking have, about. Let me interrupt men- you really quickly. Oh, I, I, I want to go to the men's rights thing in a second. Go ahead. I, I have a child who, when we found out that, the child was going to be a boy. Katie wept in the car on the ride home because, quote, the world doesn't need another white male. She was upset by that. And and going to where men are valued and are not valued and women are, that's a really interesting thing and almost very anti-Japanese, anti-Chinese, anti-Asian culture, yeah. which is... You know, but that's well, a whole but, other but, subject. But what anyway. I told her, and I understood why she said this, because like this was like also in the thick of like the beginning of the Me Too thing. So like the news yeah, yeah. was just fucking monster white men. Everywhere, and I, I get it. Yeah. Um, and I laughed at her because it was like an adorable, legitimate concern. But I said, look, but here's our opportunity to raise a good white man. Anyway. Anyway, it's, again, there's just, it's just so much bizarre value placement on yeah. things. All right, so so here I ask you this, and you you ask earlier is like, how does this fit with men's rights? Yeah. All right, here's an example, uh, and they showed these examples, and I was like, again, I'm sort of like watching this while I'm working out, going, mm, I don't know, hmm, I hadn't thought about that. All right, so uh, they tell a story, true story, um, showed the the news footage, uh, husband, wife. Married 20 years, five kids, right? Yep. All of them are blonde, right? No problem. All of them are blonde? Blonde, yeah. They're oh, all I thought like I said blind. They, okay, they use, yeah, they yeah. Use, they, they use the word toe-headed, which I thought was funny because I haven't heard that in a long time. <laughs> yeah, that's a Southern thing. Yeah. Uh, toe-headed means blonde. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, so the guy, his youngest son gets injured. He takes him to the hospital and he has to give blood. And it turns out he's not the father. Oh, shit. And it turns out that his five boys, none of them are his sons. They're all the neighbor's fucking sons. So, jump to... So, now, think about how you'd feel if just it was Harry. Yeah. You found out that Harry was not your son. Yeah. Okay? So, now, you're going to divorce Katie, but you have to have a custody battle with about Harry. Mm -hmm. She, court universally says, Harry goes with his mom. Right. And you, mm-hmm. rather than your neighbor, it's not even your kid. You have to pay child support. How is that fair in any way? Second example. Black guy, had it, had it, you know, he, he, he knows a woman. He's a friend of a woman. She has a baby. She needs welfare. She's in, in, a, in a situation where she just can't 
get where she needs to be. So she's got to join the, she's got to get in food stamps and all this kind of stuff. Well, in order to do that, they had, she, she doesn't know who the father of her child is. So she puts her friend's name down so that she can get benefits. Yeah. Jump cut to 10 years later, he's being threatened to be put in jail because he owes $30,000 in child support that has been unpaid, oh and, she's, and she is suing him for it, even though it's not his kid. Right. Even though they've done DNA testing to prove it's not his kid, they're still going to put him in jail. Now, when you talk about, again, and that's what I think is fascinating yeah. about the whole thing, is yeah. like legislation, when it comes to women, I think anybody, anybody with a reasonable... You know, if you're not a fucking monkey-brained fucking moron, you can say that women have been valued. I'm not going to say undervalued. I'm going to say valued differently. And because of the value judgments that we've placed on women for fucking centuries, uh, the laws have not caught up with being able to adequately and more justly deal with the the, the troubles that women are, are encounter at the hands of men. Right. You know, we just had, we just don't do it very well. Right. I think I think you can say not the same thing, but a similar thing about our way we value men and how that is. And and my, while I'm watching this, this is the thing I told Dana this. While I'm watching this, I'm thinking, you know, but come on, these guys that get gamed by the system and these women that fuck them over and all this kind of right. stuff. Those that's that's like in a vast minority of those kind of things. But yeah. then it hit me. But it's probably not happening a lot, right? right? It's probably, let's just say, 2% of the time men get fucked over by the by family court, right? So even, and I don't know, I just pulled that number out of my ass. Actually, I didn't. Um, well, I'll tell you, it's like, on the other hand, it's only about 2% of police shootings result in a black man, an innocent black man dying. And somehow that's a cause celeb. And men getting fucked over at probably the same rate is nobody gives a shit. They, just like you. So? Well, okay. So there's there's a couple things to unpack here. First, I just real quickly want to go back to the whole women and children first. Oh, that, that really, that women and children first thing really bugs you. It does. It does. Because what if, if, it, if Katie and I and Harry were on a plane and we had to land it in the Hudson... And women like Katie and Harry get off first. Like this is Scully. Yeah, this is the Scully. This is thing me being like, happened. fine. I want. I want to give them safety before me because mm-hmm. that's right. Um, and I would probably like if you guys were on that, I'd be like, you guys go. I'm gonna help other people. Like I would probably just do that naturally anyway. But sure. If let's say that you and I are a couple. You and I are are a couple in a homosexual relationship, and we we are partners. kind of a couple. Well, right. <laughs> you and I we've kind got, of are a weird, yeah, couple. But okay, let, sure. let's say that you and I that are a Harrison, homosexual couple. Harrison is our son. Okay, so we've adopted the son, or we've, we've had a biological whatever. Yeah, yeah. Okay, got so it. he he's our son legally. He's, he's our, our son. son, and we put him to bed, and then we blow each other, and then we go to sleep, and we wake up in the morning. We have a big family. Like we are living that life. Yeah. And then we're on the plane, and Scully lands in the Hudson, and they say, women and children first. Do one of us have to give our son to a woman, or is one of us allowed to be the no, woman? David, 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 in this relationship, you are definitely the woman. Okay. <laughs> so right. you're going with Harry. But if that's the thing. like if You're I'm, going first because you're the woman and children. Or if it's just, <laughs> or to make it even, you know, I mean, that was the point about, like, 
Yeah. No, where where do like hom- homosexual men as parents in that situation <laughs> or any situation? You know, if it was just me and Katie and Harry on the plane or just me and Harry on the plane, do I have to give Harry to a woman or can I get off before yeah. the other men because I'm with the – because I don't think it's the women and children first thing is about men aren't as important as women. It's that who's going to go with the kid. I th- I think that's where it stems See, from. See, I actually don't – I don't think it's who's going to go with the – well, I think it's partly who goes with the kid, but I think what it boils down to and I, and I, at the heart – and that's one of the things I'm trying to – break down because i i am i didn't realize i would be so fascinated by this and i don't it's not like i feel like it's personally attacked i don't feel aggrieved right you know i'm a i'm a white man i don't feel like oh i'm such a victim that's just not my style yeah yeah exactly but it's interesting uh to kind of grapple with the ideas of how men in this society Mm -hmm. and and you know and it's like if you look at and I'll give you Asian culture, certain certain Asian cultures, but mostly Asian culture, yeah. um, have a high, high value on sons. Yeah. Which is why you hear about when they have baby girls, they kill them. <laughs> which is, that's, I mean, that's a thing. That's, yeah. that, I don't, and not, <laughs> why and not, laughing at that? I know, it's just like, that's it's well, because nobody says it like that, but that's Because exactly I laugh right. at the but, horrible things. That's my on knee-jerk the flip, reaction. On the flip side, because they have that value on sons, the value of their success is so great that, and this, and I actually looked this up, because Dana and I talked about it, and I looked it up, is, is that there is still, um, I won't say a significant percentage, but there's still a percentage of, Japanese, specifically Japanese men, but some Chinese uh, men who, when they fail at work, kill themselves. The harikari. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, most of them don't it's actually Japanese, yeah. use like uh, knives, the sword, but yeah. they jump out of buildings. And it's like the kind of pressure. So yeah, the kind of pressure. David. Well, okay. So from an American standpoint, uh, you know, the value that men take is that, that 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 sort of society has been saying forever that men are they they are expendable well they okay are, so fodder let's, for cannons let's let's way. talk and about the family really law. interesting perspective let's talk about family law for a second so i have as the son of an attorney who deals with family law i am 100 percent qualified to speak as if i were an attorney sure you're an expert yeah um i've also written and you have a kid so uh right i i'm so you're a parent yeah your mail. All right. Before you get into this, let's take a quick break. That's good because I was going to say I have to. I have to pee anyway. Literate presents Bug House, a seventy-five-minute show designed to interrogate concepts, proselytize truth, and dissect popular thought through a lens of skeptical artistry. Three bouts, six warriors, three decisions. Bug House aims to definitively answer the most and least important questions of the day. You can find the Bug House podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or at literateape.com. If you drive in Chicago, Illinois, if you drive down I-57 headed south out of the city and you're going to the south suburbs, the farther south you go, you start to see more billboards for father's yep. rights. And I mean, my God, like seriously, I-57, like if you want to know how demographics work and how targeted advertising works oh, with demographics, yeah. just yeah. drive up and down I-57. In Chicago, yeah. it's it is, it's like this is where the black people live. 
Yeah. Here's yeah, where the I mean it's it, Chicago it's, is well, it's the most it's one of segregated, one of yeah. the most segregated yeah. cities in terms of neighborhood, yeah, you're ever gonna find. So okay, so going back to your example about if I found out that Harry wasn't my kid. Yeah. Um yeah, I would like fuck you, Katie. So yeah, let's assume there's a, a divorce. I would still want custody because he's Maybe I'm not his father, but I'm his but dad. But you weren't given. But you weren't given custody because you're not the biological father. You're not going to ever get custody. That's the law, family right. law guy. Right. It doesn't matter if you've been the father to these kids their whole lives up to that point, because you are not the biological father. You have no rights at all. Then, because of that, because I have no rights, then I should not have uh-huh. to pay for anything. No, but no, but because you were married, you will be charged all of the child support because the neighbor who fucked your wife and gave the babies isn't married. He's not considered their father. There's no documentation that lists him as the father. And that's what happened to this fucking guy. This guy was stuck with a divorce. She sued for child support. She got custody and he had to pay child support for five kids that he loved and he felt were his children. And but but ultimately, was he legally in charge of them? Like so, he was never legally and legally responsible for them. Ultimately, he was never legally responsible for them. He was on paper their their father. So yes, on paper and every piece of documentation, he was their father. He was then their biological he, father. Then he has rights. No, he should be able to fight not, for those rights. Well, he can you can't fight have it for both them. ways. I mean, I know no, that like he, the law says what it says, but that's what you argue. Them. He can you cannot them, have it both ways. But in the system, and that's he's not why win. fathers. That's why. And see, I wouldn't even. Call he's not going to win though, ever. See, that's unless the, she's the a drug addict rights. and prostitutes herself on a fucking Seven Eleven stop to seven year olds, he's she's going to get custody. And I would make the argument that let's look at the kind of parent that she is. What what is she capable of? She created and cultivated this lie and maintained this lie for for. David, Many years. David. Multiple times over. Five times over. David, you are a victim blamer. Believe no, I'm not. all women. She, she screwed me over. I believe her. I believe that she lied to me and that she created this lie and maintained this lie and kept going back. David. I don't know why she did it. David, believe women. False pretense. David. I believe her. We we undervalue women's I believed perspectives her and that's in our society, why... so you have to believe her when she says he has to pay child support and she should have custody of the child. Why don't you believe women, David? I do. And I did believe her. Why are you, a men's, why are you was... a men's why no. are you a men's rights activist? Where did that come from, David Himmel? Why it are came you from... is it because is it because that when your wife found out that your child was a boy, she was so disappointed that she started to cry because she's brought another <laughs> white male in the world? Is that why you're such a men's rights activist? No, I'm a men's rights activist because she lied to me about him being my son five times over for a number of years and she and I, I believe that. I believed her. And yeah. it was all it was all a farce. Yeah. So you can't have you can't make me their biological father on paper up to a point and then expect me to well, you don't have any more rights, but you still have to do all the shit that you did before when you were well, if I'm not their dad, like I'm happy to pay for it because they're my children. But David, it happens. I know and it does. Those and rights, that is 
And that so is wrong. This is what again, and I, and I'm you know it, it's what I think is fascinating about it is like this as I've been watching this documentary, and then of course I go online and I start really trying to dig deep and try to avoid op-ed pieces and just look yeah. for like. Like facts, because the yeah. there's a billion fucking op-ed pieces. And if you get into those op-ed pieces, they're just completely misogynist and they hate women. And it's like, so the question, and that's the thing is, it's 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 looking at, uh, at movements. It's like mm-hmm. looking at movements and how movements work and how society treats movements and activist movements and one, one stripe or another. Activist movements, if they are all-inclusive enough... Are always going to attract fucking assholes. Well, okay, so here, there's. I mean, always. There's, I mean, that's so the thing. There's, there's another thing to this, though. So, what we just said about the family, the father's rights thing, like that is a fucked up situation that should not happen. It mm-hmm. is wrong. It is legally wrong. It is morally wrong. It is, and at every, at every level. But and if it's you bring it up, unfortunate for these but children, David. David, if I were to go to Chicago, I mean, I can well, do it in Las but Vegas. Hang on, but, but hang if I were on, to go to Chicago to and do? I would bring this up, if I were to bring this up in any kind of bar in Chicago, I would automatically be labeled as a misogynist, piece of shit, racist, white supremacist, male pipe patriarchy guy. Which means no one's going to listen to me. Which is part of the reason there is a men's rights movement is that. These issues are, it goes right back to the very first interaction. Four out of five men are are suicides. And the answer is, so. No, hang on a second. That's really I was going to say, what all, as as wrong as that is, what does that have to do with the suicide rate? Oh, so you don't think that someone who's had their, who, who basically has no rights, who their children have been taken from them, or they feel like they are valueless, committing suicide that has nothing to do with it? You don't see that that's correlated? Then you probably don't. So you probably don't think that women that have been raped who commit suicide, that that, that the rape and the suicide have anything to do with You're, each other. Those are completely nope, not, separate. Nope, they committed no, suicide because they're fucking depressed assholes, but they were raped and it has nothing no. to do with it. That's, that's how that's it fine. correlates, then, David. But is that what we're looking at? Are those four to five men? Like, what are the reasons? What are those four men? What are the reasons? And are we addressing well, what are those the reasons? issues? Okay, so a woman has PTSD because she was gang raped. What are her reasons for having PTSD? Well, then we need it's to look at- It's pretty fucking obvious. We need to look at suicide and see why are people killing themselves? What does this okay. mean? And how can we fix that in society? But then, so now here's another statistic. So are four I out of those this... five men, are four of those five men that are killing themselves, is it because they got fucked over by the court system, the family court system? Probably not. Well, then it doesn't so fucking matter. So, it does matter because go not larger. To this, not to this example. Yeah, to this example because let's go a little bit larger. Let's just pull out just a little bit more. Should have pulled it, out on those five when, times with that woman. Wow. Ba-na-ba-ba-na-ba. Um, Comedy. Here's the, all right, and I love this. <laughs> this is a hard question to answer because it's hard to quantify, but I thought it was, it was a pretty interesting answer is it is absolute fact I mean, and everybody can dispute the numbers, and the, so we're gonna we're gonna split the difference in like here's what the you know the fucking GOP says, and here's what the fucking woke yeah. say. But let's split the difference. Let's just agree for this conversation yeah. that on average, women make twenty five percent less than men working the same job. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, we also know again, pretty much established scientific fact. That with that, we you know with a few variations, women live five to ten years longer than men. 
Now, yeah. the question to ask is, would you rather have that 25 cents on the dollar or that extra 10 years? It's a tough question. I'd have to bring in my financial advisor because okay, there you go. You can I get your dad can in. I afford can I afford to live those extra ten years making twenty five cents less? That well, see, that's the question. Apparently, lots of women do because they live five to ten years longer. Now the question becomes what? So I mean, so in, in going short, back like, to your I thing, would prefer to live longer. Well, yeah. So the question is is not disputing the facts. The question becomes why. Is that the case? Okay, you because want to look God at some hates other men, yeah, and man hates woman. Yeah, is is the go to go to you know we talk about jobs? Okay, eighty five percent of on the job fatalities are men. And let's okay, which and, I just and again I'm not trying to place it in any kind of context. I'm just saying okay, if you look at the overwhelming evidence of how men in general are. And, and that's the thing is I don't want to I don't want to take away from the fact that most violence on men, women, children, everybody, most homicidal, most violence is perpetuated by men. Yeah, that does not that does not, which is true, and we know it's true. And, yeah, but that does not somehow invalidate or dismiss the fact that men die much more frequently than women. Men are incarcerated much more. Well, everywhere, everywhere. They die more frequently than women everywhere and in almost every context. That they commit more suicides, that they, uh, you know, and I I keep going back to the thing that I think it's it's just kind of running in my head. It's like, if there's a patriarchy, it's it's only working out for the fucking wealthy because it's really not working out for everybody else. The rest of the men... We know that the patriarchy, as as a broad stroke for all yeah, men, are going to be. Yeah, this is about that's wealth. Bullshit. It's about wealth. Well, yeah, and, and, of and the it thing is. about it is, I, it, it keeps coming back to the idea that, and this is what I've been convinced, and maybe this is my own confirmation bias, where it's just like it's leading me in a direction that I would agree with, which is none of our inequity in this country has to do with race or sex or class or, or, or race or sex or education or sexual preference or anything. It has almost everything to do. With wealth, that is, is the seed is, of it all. Yeah, that it is, is the, it is the all nucleus. economic class, and that the yeah. it, so it's not about here's inequity because that's the thing is the guy with the you know four million dollars and he's a CEO of hedge fund, he doesn't have a any problem paying child support or b suing the shit out of his wife for her five fucking toe headed boys. That right. guy has no problems because of not because he's white, not because he's a man, not because he likes to fuck women, and not because he's a misogynist. It's because he's fucking loaded with yeah. cash. Yeah, this is you know, and so I just think it's fascinating. And so that's kind of I, I, I don't even know where this goes, but I just think the whole concept. I'd never thought about the men's rights movements except to just completely dismiss them like everybody else does. To answer in the way you did, so and. Well, I just I'm and again, my so, so is so because much. what I'd does say. that what does that mean? If you said that, you know, four out of five men uh, do do not get shared custody of their children, then sure. I would go, yeah, we need to talk about men's rights because I don't see the direct connection between a suicide uh, stat and men's rights. Now, suicide is an important issue to discuss. Men's we rights. Need to f- okay, you know. So, so apparently you don't see it. So I'm going to try to make the connection as cleanly as I can. Man, explain this to me. 
men's rights, that's exactly, I'm going to mansplain it to you. Men's rights are a direct reflection on how men are valued or not in society. Just like women's rights are a direct reflection on how women are either valued or undervalued by society. Women's rights would not be an issue if women had more, if, if they were valued by society more when it comes to specifically equal pay, specifically reproductive rights, this kind of, so how women are seen by society affects the rights that they either have or the rights that they have, but need to actually enact how men are perceived in this country do the same thing for their rights. And that's my point is if you if you if you want to divorce and I understand why it makes sense there if you want to divorce yeah. how men are valued in society and their reaction to that either value or not value from their actual rights that they get to employ I understand why you'd want to do that but yeah. I don't think that's the world we live in I think how men are are seen is going to affect how they are treated just like how women are seen is going to affect how they are treated and I guess that's the thing that's really like blowing my mind is because I guess I I don't you know I, I give you an example um, I didn't I don't even think about the object of sex or object of sex that's not something I really you know I, I haven't really dwelled upon that but I know that when Dana and I first moved out to Las Vegas and I'm fucking scrambling for fucking money um, selling hats and. Yeah, well, I mean, I can't Windows find a job and, based yeah. on my stuff. And it's like, what the fuck am I going to do? And Dana's working this shit job at a bowling alley just yeah. so that we can eat. I felt an enormous amount of guilt. Yeah. You know, and I know part of that guilt. Well, I mean, I, I mean, let's just be honest. Part of that guilt is just that we're a team and she was carrying the load. And I felt like I was, you know, I, I, I couldn't make it. And I was feeling bad that she was at a job she didn't like. Okay. But there's definitely a piece of that guilt that comes from the fact that I'm the man and I'm supposed to be the breadwinner. And there's something focused about that that is really interesting that, you know, I'm I, it, it, as a man, that's just not seemly. That's not how society views that I, if I am not making money, if I am not succeeding, if I'm not producing, then I don't have value. I am, I'm kind of a, a slacker piece of shit. And right, and that's that's how society why views not men. Go that's why they into my give my mom's basement. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, they they give society gives. Going back to the family court stuff, family law, they give the the woman the kid, and the man has to pay because men produce, women uh, reproduce. Re yeah, I mean yeah. that was something again. It's hey, I don't know where any of this wrong, goes. Wrong, wrong, wrong or not, it that's how we see it, and. That's how we see it. And, that's and how I do we're think that's it, wrong. Yeah. Fuck it. No, I do think that that's wrong. There's, I mean, I told Katie after shortly after Harry was born, she was, um, she had a lot of steady work coming in, and I think that she has more, uh, not value, but that she could, she could more easily get hired at a really good paying job than I could, as a younger designer woman, uh. She's better than an older writer man. I just I mean, I, and, that's the experience. And, and maybe and, and 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 yeah, and maybe that has less to do with the man woman thing and it has to do with the specific uh It has to do with job, yeah. the, yep. the use of the job, whatever right, the perception totally. of writer and I versus her, designer I said, and all I will, that kind of stuff. I will be and I think that that's a big part of it. I think it's less about yeah. 
the the our yeah. sex, but more about the, the the job that we do, and that's fine. Point is, I think she is better positioned to get a you know to make more money than I am. So why don't you go to Katie and say I just want to be I just want to be a house husband? And I did say that I'm like I'm okay to do this, and I don't remember what the conversation that we had, but we landed obviously that that's not what we're going to do, which is fine too. It's um, fine. Yeah, you got to work out your stuff. I don't think. Yeah, but I and when I dated that girl that that attorney who was making two hundred what was she making what, uh, fucking 175 before she was 30 you know like just yeah. sh- fucking tons of money and i was making maybe 300 bucks a month yeah you know for a while, a while there and you didn't marry this woman uh i i i tried but she was awful and this worked out for the best well i think so i think yeah. so all right six things okay um, well, wait, let me finish my thought on this. My The point was that like, there is definitely, uh, when we're not making money or bringing money, in, we're not, when we're not bringing home the bacon, that's hard on us. Yeah. And that's Whether a societal it should be or shouldn't be. Yeah. That's a societal expectation that is placed upon us. Again, that is how society values or devalues men in exactly the same way that society values or devalues women. And that is, again, it's one of those things where I never really considered, and I don't even know what you call the male equivalent of a feminist, a menimist. I, a manimist. I mean, a, yeah, I don't know. I just never, I just never even considered it for a second that that would be an issue. But I think it's something at least, whether or not it's something we act upon, at least it's something that I'm going to carry with me. And like when I when I look at, that's the thing is I I don't have any patience for fucking incels and I don't have any patience yeah. for you know no. white supremacists and I don't have any. It's like I don't have any fucking patience for that. But that the thing about it is this men's right movement is not made up entirely of these fucking mouth-breathing morons. No. There are actually people that are looking at this from... And again, I go back to this guy who was like Gloria Steinem's right-hand man kind of thing mm-hmm. in the 70s, and he he sensed... And, and the reason, that's what he says, the reason he started this... He wrote this book about the myth of male power was because he saw all these inequities in the way women were treated in the country. Cause he worked with Gloria Steinem. He worked with the ERA and all this sure. kind of stuff. He saw those inequities, but then it suddenly occurred to him. He to ask the question, why are women valued this way? Mm-hmm. Which brought him to why are men valued this sure. way? And he started looking at what is power? What is dynamic? What is value? And how does society influence that? And I went, you know, that's, that's, I, I, I can't look at that and go, what a bunch of mouth breezing Louisiana fuck truckers. Right. I can't do that. I just have to go, oh, well, okay, that's at least something to consider. Well, I will say this in in conclusion. I will say in that conclusion. That certainly when it comes to family law, men often get the short end of the stick. Or there's a great potential for men to get the short end of the stick. And that's not cool. Do I think that men's rights needs to be a championed cause where they were marching in the streets the way that the civil rights needed to happen or that the way that first, second wave and even third wave, I don't know what wave we're on. Yeah. Feminism. Yeah. No, I don't. I think that the, no, No. because those people, those people didn't have access to things. They didn't have, you know, that 
they're not the same. I believe you know. You know what I'm saying? Like they're they're just yeah, not I, as. No, it's it's not. I, the thing is, I don't think men's rights is a civil rights right. issue. Right. That's yeah. I think, yeah. I, and, and and that's why that because you got really hung up. Exactly what I have not got hung up on is you're very hung up on the rights part of it. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it's men's rights. I don't give a shit about the rights part of it. What I care about is why there would in why men who we have been told time and time again are running the fucking show. Yeah. Men are in charge of everything. The mm-hmm. patriarchy favors men over everything. Then why? Are men dying and killing themselves in record numbers if this patriarchy is so good for men? And I don't see that that's the case. So I'm not worried about the fucking rights part of a men's rights act. I'm looking at why would men suddenly feel like they, they're getting kind of a raw deal? And in, in you know, in, in reference, it's like, okay, so why wouldn't a man feel sort of devalued when your wife sees that your son's a boy and starts to bawl because she's bringing in another white male? Why would a white male suddenly yeah. feel, de- feel devalued in that world? And I don't know if that's a world that's a really healthy one. You know, the idea of like, yeah. oh, if men would just listen and feel their emotions, man, Really? Because you don't really want to hear the men's emotions. You just want us to shut the fuck up and do what we're told, which is a really caustic way of looking at it. It's no different than if we want women to shut up and be, do what they're told. It's not a good way to deal with people. Every mistake that I've made in every relationship I've ever had has been... Like, I think I've gotten into a lot of relationships because I've shown a little sensitivity. I've been sweet. I've been... I've revealed some emotion. You know, like they they see you know wild Super Dave and I'm funny yeah. and 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 and, you and lie. Then like and then I I come down and I they get to see the real me and I'm sensitive and they're like oh yeah you lied and then when I we're in the relationship and then I reveal a feeling that I have they're like that's fucking gross man up quit being such a puss don't be so emo and and it's like whoa whoa I thought this is what you wanted baby it's no they don't want to know what we're feeling but any. I also don't think that this men's rights thing where family rights are important um, and yeah, like the question of the patriarchy, just all men are great. It's definitely the patriarchy prefers not men, rich people. Wealthy. It prefers wealth. It's all about, it's all about wealth. And those, six things. those six men. Things. Let's go. Let's, all right. We can keep talking about it. We got to go to six things, I was going to talk about man. the MAGA hat, guys. Like I they know, need to shut the fuck up with the tiki torches. We can talk torches. about this for days and days and days. Let's do six things. All right, Simeon cohort. Here's Don and David with the six things you should do for the week. All right. My first thing is, uh, it's on Netflix. It's a comedy special called Stage Fright starring Jenny Slate, a very funny comedian. Um, if this were the 50s, I would have called her a comedian, but nice. because I am a um, a male feminist, she is just a comedian. So yeah, watch Jenny Slate. I have not seen it. We started it the other night, and then we started to fall asleep because it was just late. So this is these are all things that I'm going to do this week, too. Um, all right. But yeah. My first thing is a YouTube premium. I don't really watch original programming on YouTube. Um, but uh, it's a sec- It's in its second season. I just started the first season. It's called Impulse. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm a fucking you know superhero geek, that kind of shit. I love. I, what what appealed to me about Impulse was that it's about uh, about this girl that can teleport, and it's this whole society of people that know how to teleport, and she's got it. You know, it's sort of like she's discovering that she's got this power to teleport her body. It's like sci-fi. That's good. 
what has made it far better than I thought it was going to be is that it really is about uh, her being raped. She's having Jesus. seizures, but then she ends up going for, and I don't want to get too specific, but she ends up like, like this date rape situation that she's in with this football player at her high school. And she freaks out. And it was the fear and the anger that triggers the teleportation. Well, when she teleports, because she doesn't have any control over it, it completely squashes him his car oh. and makes him and makes him a paraplegic. Yeah. But she's you know, so you've got this whole thing. And in fact, at the end of each episode, they have like a placard that says, if you are having issues with rape or you're having PTSD from rape, here's who you call. Mm-hmm. And I went, This is a really uh, very interesting and I think uh, quite artistic way of saying, okay, we're going to deal with this superhero stuff that we know you love. Yeah. yeah. But we're also going to tell this story too, and I actually really like it. It's called Impulse. I've been enjoying it. Okay. Uh, my next thing is um, f- listen. It's a podcast. It's a listen. Uh, it's new. It's called Dolly Parton's America. <laughs> so this is like this interview with Dolly Parton and it looks at how if you go to a Dolly Parton concert you've got like your redneck you know southern boys and girls and then you've got your drag queens and you've just got this whole mishmash of America at this concert just singing along to Jolene and 9 to 5 and Islands in the Street you know her gazillion freaking hits and the songs that she's written and it yep. talks about her as as this prolific songwriter and as this you know, the pretty little lady who started out in country 50, 60 years ago, whatever the hell it's been now, and how she's become this icon. It's, it, yeah. you know, um, it's created by the same guy that created Radiolab, which when I first heard that made me go, oh, gross, because I think Radiolab is the worst, the most insanely produced show. I can't listen to it. It's like fucking ADD kids, a thousand ADD kids all not on their pills going, like, whatever, anyway. But yeah, Dolly Parton's America. All right, Give Dolly Parton's America. Yeah. My second thing is a read. Um, I know you didn't read Stephen King's follow-up to The Shining. I know you didn't read it. Nobody did. Yeah. Um, but there is a new movie. Did Stephen King's wife? Because she reads everything. Yeah, maybe she did. Um, but the new there's a new movie coming out, and it is uh, mm-hmm. being made as both an adaptation of the novel, which I read, and I liked. I read when it came out. I really liked it. Um, but it's coming out as an adaptation as novel and as, which was not what it was intended um, in the book, a direct sequel to The Shining. It is called Dr. Sleep. The movie stars Ian McGregor, but I suggest that, I mean, maybe you go see the movie, maybe you don't. I haven't seen that, but I can definitely recommend read Dr. Sleep. It's actually, if you're a fan of The Shining of any stripe, whether it's the book or the movie or both, Mm-hmm. Doctor Sleep is actually a pretty worthy sequel. It's a pretty good worthy successor. It, it's it, I think it's a very good book. So, okay, cool. My last thing to do this week is uh, this was just introduced to me. This it's go on Facebook. This is like yeah. what makes Facebook worth it. Uh, there's sure. a an account called Gordon Logan. Follow that account. Gordon Friend, Logan. Gordon Logan. Okay. I'm just going to go ahead and ruin it for you. It's fake. It's a fake account, but it is fucking hysterical. It is inappropriate. It is strange. It is um, 
Oh my god! It's just I I was just like perusing through it today, and I I'm like busting gut laughing out loud because it's just so. Right. It's just yeah. So Gordon Logan, it's spelled Gordon just Logan. like it should be. Yeah. There you go. And my third thing is a watch, and it is not Watch the Red Pill, but it is another documentary. Um, it's on Netflix. It's directed by Ed Perkins. It's called Tell Me Who I Am. I don't want to give anything away except for the fact that it is about two, they're British, but two twin boys, about 18 years old. One of them gets in a uh, motorcycle accident and loses his entire memory. Whoa. With the exception, with the exception of he knows who his brother is which then puts upon the new, the brother that didn't get in the accident the opportunity to teach his new his brother who he is and how to live life without any of the dark secrets in their closet as a family. Hmm. But then at some point there is a discovery that opens the can of worms and it is it's really powerful. It's really good. It's true story. It's based on a book these two guys have this come to Jesus moment. It's, it's just sort of, it's just a lot to unpack. It's a lot to think about in one like 90 minute documentary. It's yeah. called tell me who I am. It's on Netflix. It's really good. Cool. And that's and that it. is the show. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. You can listen to the literate ape cast on Apple podcasts, Stitcher, or any place you find your podcast Jones. If you enjoy listening to Two White Guys Holding Court, review or share the show on your own platforms, or throw us a few bucks on Patreon. For more information about Literate Ape, go to literateape.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Local Motive. You can find them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com.